Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies, you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. In Daniel chapter 2, there is an impressive human image, which is the controlling vision in the entire book of Daniel. Today, we want to consider this image and how close we are to Christ's coming as the smiting stone to crush it and all that it represents. Again, we'd like to welcome Bob Danker to the broadcast to get into these things. Bob, welcome back. Yes, Chris, these things that we're going to touch in this broadcast are indeed momentous, and this vision is a controlling vision to understand all of human history. Bob, about three and a half years we've been doing these life study programs. We've covered many books in the Bible now. In almost every one, at some point, we come to a message related to Christ as a stone. And in every case, we have had a very special anointing, a very uh, enjoyable time and seen something very significant when we touch this matter. And that's where we are again today, isn't it? Yes, Chris. As revealed in the Bible, Christ is a stone. He is the building stone for the building of God's house. And as we will see in this broadcast, he is also the smiting stone or the smashing stone, which will come to smash the great human image, that is to smash all of human government right. and to essentially eliminate the human governments on this earth and replace the human government with the kingdom of God. Well, when we were in the book of Matthew, we saw that the Lord referred to himself as this smiting stone. Let's look at Matthew twenty-one forty-four. It says, He who falls on this stone shall be broken to pieces, but on whomever it falls, it shall crush him to powder and scatter him like chaff. This human image, Bob, symbolizes the aggregate of all human government, and it will be crushed to powder and scattered like chaff. In this first section today, Witness Lee tells us three characteristics of all human government, and this provides the reason why this stone will come, as he does, to crush this image. Let's join him now for that portion, and then you and I will return for our fellowship. This human image began from Nimrod, with the very city Babel built by him. That was the beginning of Babylon. And this Babylon continued through the Persian Empire. It went through the uh, Grecian Empire. It went through also the Roman Empire. It will reach the last Caesar, Antichrist, with his ten kings, which are signified by the ten toes. Revelation tells us the Antichrist will be the Caesar of the Roman Empire. And that Roman Empire will be the political and physical Babylon, 
which is very much defined in detail in chapter 18 of Revelation. Not only Babylon is Babylon, even the Roman Empire will be Babylon. Because in the eyes of God, the entire human government from Nimru to Antichrist will be a Babylon. In our eyes, we can see my uh, foreign countries that can and this and that, all the things. But in God's view, there's only one human government. That is called Babylon. What Babylon does, it does three things. To rebel against God. To exalt man and to worship the devil in so many idols. Three things. You have to realize on this earth, wherever you go, you could see a girlfriend. And that girlfriend surely does these three things against God and exalting man and worshiping the idols. When this will come to the consummation, that will be the time for the stone to come down. You know, in Matthew 21, the Lord Jesus told the Pharisees he will be such a stone to strike people into pieces. Who will be stricken by him into pieces? The aggregate of the human government whose name is Babylon. Babylon will be stricken, will be smashed and crushed into pieces. By whom? By Christ. So in the eyes of God, Bob, there is only really one human government, beginning clear back in Genesis chapter 10 with Nimrod, and this government is called by God Babylon. It's also called by God in Revelation chapter 18, Babylon, and it's represented by the human image that was Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel chapter 2. Let's talk for a moment about the description given to all human government as being in three items, Bob, very much against God, in rebellion to God, exalting man, and worshiping idols, including Satan, who's behind the idols. Surely this was a good description of Nebuchadnezzar's government during Daniel's time. But, Bob, say something about how these three characteristics have always been present and are still present today. Yes, Chris. You know, the first one to rebel against God was Satan. He rebelled against God and tried to exalt his throne to be on the same level as God's throne. This was the first rebellion in the universe. And when God created man, his intention and desire was that man would be under God's rule directly. But, of course, man fell, and the sinful nature, the very nature of Satan, entered into man. Eventually, the human race, under the instigation of Satan, rose up and rebelled against God at Babel when they built the tower that reaches up into heaven. Mm. And they said, we will make a name for ourselves. And history tells us that this tower was full of the names of idols. So this was the beginning of mankind's rebellion against God, exalting man, and worshiping idols. And now from that time forward, every human government on this earth, especially among the Gentile nations— has practiced these three things, to rebel against God's authority, 
to put God aside and not to acknowledge God's right to rule over man directly, this is what we see all over this earth, and every human government practices this kind of rebellion against God's authority, not being willing to acknowledge God as the supreme ruler. Later in the book of Daniel, we'll find out how God caused Nebuchadnezzar finally to acknowledge that it is God who rules. It is the heavens who rule and not men on the earth. But man, still, he rebels against God. And instead of exalting the name of God, glorifying God's name, man attempts to exalt his own name. And you can see this surely in all the governments in this world today. Mm -hmm. The rulers, they like to have a name that is recognized and exalted. And then eventually, human government actually worships idols. Right. You know, when Satan tempted the Lord Jesus in the Gospels, the last temptation, he took him up to a high mountain and showed him the glory of the kingdoms of the whole world. He said, I'll give all of these to you if you will bow down and worship me. Satan is hunting for man's worship. And he uses the glory of the kingdoms of the world to gain the worship of man. Of course, the Lord refused Satan's temptation, and he overcame Satan. But unfortunately, the world's rulers today, in their lust for power, for prominence, for self-exaltation, are actually worshiping idols. And behind all the idols we know is Satan himself. Of course, Bob, we know that an idol is anything that replaces God. It doesn't necessarily have to be a statue or a figurine. Anything replacing God in our hearts, in our lives, becomes, in effect, an idol. And that's certainly the case with the kings of the world, isn't it? That's the case with the kings of the world, Chris. And as you pointed out, that could be the case with us. If we allow anything to replace God in our hearts. Bob, in this next section, we want to go back to a thought concerning the Roman Empire and how that even our entire culture and society today is somewhat an extension or a continuation of the Roman Empire, even though history tells us that it ended formally sometime around the 5th or 6th century. But still, in nature, our whole civilization today really has continued the Roman Empire, and the stage is very much being set for a reemergence of it even outwardly that will provide a situation, a kind of platform for the Antichrist to set up his rule. Let's join Witness Lee, Bob. I studied the Bible over 60 years. I've been watching over the world situation 63 years, since 1918, when the first war was stopped. I began to watch over the whole world situation. Then I put this thing together, the two things, the Bible, Revelation, and the world situation together. Every corner, every area, the whole earth is ready to have the Roman Empire restored and to bring in the ten toes. My, what will bring Christ as the stone to come, the ten toes? Because in the Lord's second appearing, he will show himself to the ten toes to strike them. All the human governments, regardless how many, they are just one, Babylon. According to this political situation and world situation, no doubt we are very close 
to the ten toes. Which ten toes will usher in Christ, not in a positive sense, but in a negative sense. So we need another book, that is Revelation, the sister book of Daniel. The two books are sisters. We need that book to confirm what I'm speaking here. Please study together. You could have a full picture about our situation matching Christ's return quite well. Surely now, especially after these few years, due to the change in Eastern Europe, my, the world situation has been fully remodeled to fit in the prophecy of the Bible. We do know where we are. Well, Bob, by the Lord's mercy, we do know where we are. Bob, you were living in Poland for three or four years, and you recently returned from a one-month tour of Eastern Europe where you surveyed the situation regarding the openness there of the people. Maybe you could comment on some of the remodeling there that Witness Lee spoke of, which fulfills the prophecy about the reviving of the Roman Empire. Well, Chris, as we all know, the uh, countries of Eastern Europe were under communism from the end of the Second World War up until just the last few months of 1989. And then something happened there which I don't think anyone could have predicted, but it really shows that the heavens do rule. God is the one ruling over the world situation. And the tremendous event took place, the overthrow or the fall or the collapse of communism. And all of these Eastern European countries were released from that kind of bondage situation. And then now in the last 10 years, we have seen a situation emerging in Europe with these former communist nations, which are now independent states and countries in Eastern Europe. And from the time of the fall of communism, they have turned themselves pretty much entirely to the West. Most of the countries of Eastern Europe have a desire to be a part of the European Economic Union. Right. And several of them have already become members of NATO. Mm -hmm. So you can see there's a situation emerging in Europe that could very well lead up very soon to the situation that is portrayed in the ten toes of the great image, where we know, according to the prophecy in Daniel and Revelation, that Antichrist will emerge, and with him there will be ten kings. These ten kings are the ten European leaders who will be one with him and will give their power and authority to him so that he can consolidate a kind of an empire. And that will be issue in a situation that will bring the Lord physically from the heavens down to the earth to be the smiting stone to smash this human image on the ten toes. Bob, it's really something to, uh, I've always enjoyed especially listening to him talk about history and the perspective from which he viewed it. He spoke this in 1991, and by that time he had been watching the situation, as he said, for 63 years. Uh, in, in Revelation, we touched how, uh, during that time, the emergence of the nation of Israel. And then, as it relates to this message today, the remodeling of the whole situation in Europe to really bring about a situation where all of these things are seemingly at the door. It's really something. It's amazing, Chris, and all of this was prophesied in the Bible, 
hundreds of years before it actually took place. Now, this should surely convince us that the heavens rule and that God is really on the throne uh, arranging the world situation for the consummation of his economy. Well, no doubt the stage is very much set, Bob. We want to uh, come back and pick up in this final section the controlling vision of Daniel and how it prepares us so clearly, so definitely, for the coming not just of Christ, but prior to that, the coming of Antichrist. Here's Witness Lee once again. Chapter 2 is a controlling chapter of the entire book of Daniel. Chapter 1 is the opening. It's just introduction. It introduces this book to us. Then chapter 2 shows us a controlling vision. And this big human image is the controlling matter that controls the entire book. This is why after all the chapters on victory, the first chapter, that is chapter 7, shows us not the human image, but the beast. The human image is the vision before Nebuchadnezzar's eyes. But when Daniel saw the vision, he didn't see an image of the human being, but he saw all the four empires as four beasts. The head equals the first beast, and the arm and breast equal the second and the abdomen and side equal the third, and the leg and the feet and toes equal the fourth. Four beasts. If you like to know the details of these four empires, you have to go to chapter 7 to know the details. If you like to know more details, you have to read through chapter 8. Chapter 8 tells us how the second part will be defeated by the third part. How the Persian Empire as the Ram, R-A-M, defeated by the Grecian Empire as the goat. Uh, chapter 8 gives the detail. If you'd like to know what happened with the four successors of these goats, Alexander the Great, you have to read chapter 11. Well, I hope that we all, after this, we will be so clear in the view of the entire human race. In the eyes of the humans, this government, that government, many governments, it seems some are bad, some are good. But in the eyes of God, all of them are just one set of beasts, one after another, regardless Babylon, Persia, or Greece, or Rome, they're all our beasts. Bob, in Nebuchadnezzar's dream, he saw a human image. This was a tremendous point, mm-hmm. something quite glorious, really. But when Daniel saw the vision, he saw four beasts representing these four empires. Bob, how about a little history lesson summarizing these four empires for us? Yes, Chris, as you pointed out, in the eyes of man, in man's eyes, 
the governments of the world are something glorious. But in God's eyes, as represented by the vision Daniel saw, which was from God, they are beasts. And uh, these four beasts signify the four major empires in human history, beginning from Nebuchadnezzar, who is in the great image in Daniel 2. He is the head of gold. He's the founder of the Babylonian Empire. While we are reading through the book of Daniel, Chris, an amazing thing happens when we reach the uh, handwriting on the wall. At that very point, the empire is changed from the Babylonian Empire to the Medo-Persian Empire. Right in the book of Daniel, you can see this change. And this change was brought about by God himself because God needed the Persian Empire to come in so that his captured people could be returned to the Holy Land to rebuild Jerusalem and the temple. This was all under God's sovereign ruling. It was all done by God, the changing of the empires. Then after the Persian Empire had fulfilled its function in God's economy, then Alexander the Great rose up, And he conquered the Medo-Persian Empire, and he brought in the Greek Empire. But as history tells us, and just as Daniel prophesied, you know, Alexander the Great is the conspicuous horn on the goat. Now, it says in Daniel that when this horn became great, immediately it was broken. So history tells us that after Alexander reached the height of his power, he just suddenly died. And he was only about 40 years old when he died. He was a young man. And then his kingdom was divided between four of his generals. And then, of course, this Greek empire under the four generals continued until the Roman Empire came in just before the birth of Christ. And we all know how God sovereignly used the Roman Empire. First of all, he used the Roman Empire to bring in the punishment by crucifixion by which the Lord died to accomplish redemption. And then many other ways God used the Roman Empire. And as you pointed out, this Roman Empire, although the form of it is not visible today, yet the culture, the politics, even aspects of the Roman law are still uh, dominating the whole world today. And eventually under Antichrist, Uh, in the last days, the Roman Empire will be actually reformed and become visible again to our eyes. Bob, this is an amazing book. In one sense, we're reading this ancient script. In another sense, if we have the right set of eyes, we're almost reading today's newspaper. It's unfolding right before us. That's right, Chris. Well, we'll continue on, uh, Bob, for a couple more weeks in this life study of Daniel and see all of these things, the big horn that is broken off, the four horns that come to replace it, and the visions and the beasts and uh, all of their associated items. But one thing, each one, each day, will bring us back to the very Christ whom we love and serve. Thank you for your fellowship. It's a pleasure to be with you, Chris. Before we go, let me point out our toll-free number and invite you to contact us. It's one 888 Life Study. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. For Bob Danker today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening.
Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening. What is the church? The church, which is His body, the fullness of the One who fills all in all. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 23. The body of Christ is not an organization, but an organism constituted of all the regenerated believers for the expression and activities of the head. The body of Christ is the issue of the incarnated, crucified, resurrected, and ascended Christ who has come into the church. By means of the ascended Christ's heavenly transmission, we are made one with him, and thus his body is produced. Scripture, Ephesians 1.23, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.